Hi, my name is Sophie and I'm hosting a podcast called A Woman's Perspective, a women's health and wellness podcast. I'm here with Abby. Hi, I'm Abby. And in this week's episode, just a warning, we'll be talking about disordered eating, mm-hmm. Abby's experience with that, ways you can recognize the signs in yourself as well as others and how you can help yourself um, and others too with getting out of this mindset and getting better. Thanks for listening. All right, Abby, thank you for coming on today. This wonderful, uh, it's Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. All right, so first, before we start talking, mm-hmm. I would like to do kind of like a warning. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about like disordered eating, uh, that kind of thing. So if you are sensitive to it, just keep it in mind. Maybe this isn't the episode for you, and uh, but if you would like to listen to it, then that's your warning. Uh, I'd also like to say there's some helplines we'd like to mention for eating disorders. Uh, the first one is a number you can dial. It's one eight six six NEDIC twenty. So that's if someone you know or if yourself is struggling with an eating disorder, uh, you can call that number and get the support you need. But yeah, thank you again, Abby, for coming on yeah, and of just being vulnerable today. Um, I think it'd be really helpful just to share your story. And I think there will be some people who will be able to relate to you on what we're going to talk about today. So um, I'd like to start at the beginning. So Mm -hmm. when you, like, were suffering with disordered eating, Mm -hmm. when do you kind of remember it starting? Like, what was that timeline for you? For me, I think it started at the beginning of grade 7. I went to a camp, and I remember walking into one of the cabins, and all the girls were talking about body sizes. Mm -hmm. And I had never really thought my body size was anything out of the normal until they said something about me. And I began thinking, maybe I'm not skinny enough. Even though I was a pretty skinny child, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know the difference. Mm -hmm. I remember going on YouTube and looking up how to get skinnier, how to lose weight fast, all those types of things. And the number one most common thing was a diet. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot about taking out calories out of your diet. So I started paying attention to that. I started paying attention to every single label and counting up calories. But I didn't know how much I shouldn't take. So I used to, I started off with um, taking 400 or less calories a day in food. Wow. So how old were you at this point? Uh, grade seven, so I'd be grade like seven, yeah. 13 or 14. Yeah, it's pretty young. Yeah. So that was like pretty like not a great event for you obviously because that kind of just you know started everything Mm -hmm. um so that was yeah definitely the trigger and did you find that social media really like helped you get like onto that toxic diet culture I actually didn't have social media at that time okay so this was all like a a me thing I I found that high school being in high school being surrounded by you know, hundreds of other pretty girls who are perfect bodies made me want to be just like them. Just like them. Okay. Yeah. And um, so was that not the only time that somebody had made a comment about your body or about another girl's body in front of you? There was another time. Um, there were a couple girls at lunch one time in middle school. They were talking about how much people weighed. Which shouldn't be ever anything anyone should discuss, but that's what we did in middle school, right? Yeah. 
And one girl said she was 90 pounds, and another girl said that was the perfect weight to be at. So I became obsessed with that number. I wanted to be 90 pounds. I thought that was the perfect number to be at. And how did that those comments really make you feel? Like, were you surprised when you heard them? Were you not surprised? Like, how did you feel? I was a bit surprised, but I felt like I had to fit those expectations. Yeah. I felt like I had to conform into the world we live in and look different, eat different, be different. Be different. Yeah. Um, so how would you say now that you are recovered from disordered eating or yes. do you still? Okay. I'm and fully recovered. So y- this started when you were like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you ne- didn't have a problem with disordered eating before this point? No. Okay. So, and what age around did you say, like you got the help you needed or you healed from your disordered eating? I would say I fully healed by the time I was 16. Mm-hmm. The thing a lot of people don't realize about eating disorders is once you start, it's really hard to stop. Even though I wanted to get better, I wanted to get back to normal, it was like an addiction. I kept not eating food. I kept wanting to lose weight. I kept weighing myself over and over and over. It was a constant habit and a problem. And I kind of enjoyed it, which really sucks to say, and I wish I didn't. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like taking a drug. You know it's bad for you, but it feels good, so you keep doing it. Yeah, so... Like, just once you shifted into that mindset, it was really hard to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And did anybody around you have that similar mindset? Uh, Not at the time, no. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, yes. I noticed a couple of my friends. I could pick up on signs. But, no, I I felt really alone during that time. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a support system. I didn't want to tell anybody. About what was going on. Yeah. 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 Um, So... um, did you, so did you, when you, like, heard that comment mm-hmm. in the cabin in grade seven, did you feel like, oh, um, this isn't normal? Or kind of when you started eating less or focusing on how many calories you were eating, what kind of foods you were eating, um, quote, unquote, like eating bad foods and whatnot, mm-hmm. did you, um, did you notice, oh, this is a shift, like, this might not be that great for me? Or was it kind of just a pretty smooth transition into that mindset, if you do remember? Um, I think it was a pretty smooth transition in that mindset. Mm-hmm. I remember not focusing on what my body looked like as much. I was more focusing on the weight on the scale. The weight? Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was the number. I really wanted that number. Yeah. And so at what point did things, like, get, like, to an extreme or where maybe other people started, if other people did, like, maybe your parents step in and say, okay, well, something's going on with you, Abby, or, like, this is unhealthy, mm-hmm. or did it just get really bad to a point where uh, you realized yourself that this wasn't a good mindset to be in? Well, my hair started falling out yeah. in, in chunks, and I remember stepping into my friend's shower and crying and my friend running into the bathroom and I said my hair fell out and there were just chunks of hair. What a a lot of people don't realize is that it's not just about becoming skinnier, it actually destroys your body. So even to this day, my nails are very brittle and thin and weak. They're not as strong as they used to be because I didn't have those vitamins for years. Yeah. I 
like I would have as little little as I could. Your skin like doesn't heal as fast. You you get more tired. I I was a competitive swimmer and I I quit because I was too exhausted. Mm-hmm. It took so much energy out of me. I wanted to sleep all the time. Like I love sleeping, but I actually like was asleep all the time. I didn't want to go out with my friends. I didn't want to go out eating with my friends. Mm-hmm. I it was just horrible. Yeah, really triggering. Yeah. And so when your hair started like falling out and you were having these physical effects, is that when you realized, "Oh, this isn't normal?" and then you wanted to change, but then like you said earlier, it was really hard because it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. It was about like a year a year into it mm-hmm. that my hair started falling out. And yeah, that was, I, I looked it up and I remember thinking, wow, like this is because I'm not eating properly. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about it when I started. I just wanted to be skinnier. Be skinnier. And I feel like the whole concept of being skinnier is just a ridiculous thing that's pushed into everybody's brains. And I don't know. It's just weird to me to think that I that uh, what would it be? Four years ago ish. Yeah, four years ago, I was still the exact same height I am now, and I was fifty pounds less. Yeah. And that's crazy. And I was so unhealthy. I would wear. Uh, I remember these really big hoodies because I didn't want anybody to see that you could see my ribs. And I remember, like, taking pictures, and it looked like my skin was, like, stretched around my bone. Yeah. It's, it was really scary, but it does become something that I, like, secretly enjoyed, mm-hmm. which is awful and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said earlier, just that idolization of, like, women's bodies mm-hmm. um, and that, like, obsession. Um just kind of in society and on social media just in all kinds of different platforms and yeah it can have like such negative effects like on you with mm-hmm. your disordered eating um so what in terms of physical effects and mental effects what were some of the first effects so say in like grade seven when you know you really started um your eating became disordered because of that comment mm-hmm. the girls in the cabin made um what were some of the effects that started to occur? Like you were like, maybe your hair didn't fall out right away, mm-hmm. but maybe it was something more mentally or physically. I found I was really, really moody. Really moody. And I used to think that was because I was just like a teenager and starting out. But looking back on it, I didn't have like any nutrients in my system at all. I only ate what would get me through the day, no matter how little that was. And I wouldn't even um, drink water most of the time because it added water weight, and I didn't like seeing the number on the scale mm-hmm. go up. And uh, like definitely with sports, it killed my ability to perform properly. Mm-hmm. So it really took like a- away a lot of things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say, how would you say that affected you mentally, like having to quit like the sports that you really enjoyed or you were doing and not being able to go out with your friends because you didn't want to eat with them or you just didn't have the energy to go out? I got really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Really, really sad. And I think it still like affects my brain to this day because what happens is when you stop eating the nutrients that your body needs, it'll try to take from other parts. 
so it'll shut off parts of your body it doesn't think are as important Mm -hmm. and your body starts deteriorating and so I wasn't functioning properly I wasn't as smart as I used to be I didn't get as good of grades as I used to I wasn't even as good of a person I got meaner and I found I was just becoming just like those other girls all falling into the same trap yeah so it was really like affecting you mm-hmm. yeah um yeah that is really sad to hear um and so from what you remember when did you start recovering or when would you say was kind of um a point of no return for you and you're like okay I have to get better and you started getting better um so when my hair fell out and my friend was there I was crying and she didn't like understand why my hair fell out and I didn't fully process it mm-hmm. and um she like looked it up after and one of the one of the causes was not eating and I remember her asking me she's like Abby are you are you okay and I didn't I didn't even say anything because no one ever really noticed which is kind of sad because I feel like so many people go through it it's become normal yeah you know and it's not something people really pick up on anymore like it's when when somebody says they didn't eat breakfast nobody questions it you know like when people don't eat at lunch nobody says anything but now that I've had it I I like I pick up on those signs but before then nobody had any idea yeah and um I had her to help me and I had the doctors, of course, mm-hmm. but it was really scary. I didn't fully admit to how bad it had gotten because um, what happens is they admit you to the hospital and they like force feed you food. Mm. And I had like a really, really bad tendency to make myself throw up. Yeah. And it was almost like I was addicted to throwing up as well. Like I could do it on command I still can which is terrible which should not be normal at all but um I felt like if I went to the hospital I would just be forced to eat and I didn't want I didn't want to be forced I wanted to get better and want to eat on my own so I did I did lie about how extreme it was and I just was told to take like all these vitamins and stuff to make sure I got them back in my system because my hair and everything yeah, and that would be hard, too, if you're being force-fed. Like, yeah. you're so used to eating so little, yeah. and that kind of being forced on you. And it's gross yeah. food at the hospital, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe they should, like, in you know, look more at, like, the psychological side of things mm-hmm. instead of just trying to force-feed your food. I know it would be, like, an extreme situation, like a dire situation, mm-hmm. but, yeah, that would definitely be hard on you, just that whole process, and even recovery, too. Mm-hmm. So when you did start recovering, what did you find um, helped you kind of get shift that mindset or change the way that you fought? Um, I really helped having my friend, mm-hmm. having her there. Um, I took the, the scale out of the bathroom, and I made, a, I made a checklist, and I would check it off each day that I didn't bring it out and weigh myself. Mm-hmm. And... I would kind of use that as like a reward system. Like I did something good and then I'd buy myself like clothing or something. Mm -hmm. But 
it's really difficult, honestly. Like, there were so many times, like, I just pretended like I was better, and I was not, I was not better at all. I just didn't want people to ask me about it anymore or question it. Because once you tell one person, then everybody knows. Yeah. Which, that's just how it works nowadays. But I, I wanted it to be my little secret. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed when people called me skinny and when people made uh, supposedly good comments on my body. And, yeah, I just, I just fed on the attention. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's not a good thing either that, you know, you're struggling so much and people would, like, compliment you because that's hard to get out of because if you yourself are enjoying those kind of things and then people are kind of, like, um, noticing and complimenting you for it, that's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hard at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great that you were able to uh, work on yourself so much and just have the will to get better because I think a lot of people would be very hard for them to get out of that mindset um and get out of that like addiction like you said yeah um and so how long did your recovery take um physically and mentally even though maybe you're not fully recovered in both respects I wish it was shorter but I would say that I think my their whole recovery process took about two years yeah because what would happen and as I would start to get better I would start to eat a bit more and then I would hear something, something to do with weight or someone's body, and I would just throw up, and I'd throw up for days, and then suddenly I'd be 10 pounds lighter again. Yeah, and that's very hard on your body. Like you said, you were dehydrated, like you weren't drinking yeah. water. Um, yeah, that's really hard. Um, and was your family, uh, were they... Um, was it hard for them to understand what you were going through? It was really yeah. hard for them to understand. Mm-hmm. They like they d- didn't really understand the concept of it, that I couldn't just eat. And I feel yeah. like a lot of people don't understand that you can't just eat. It's that's not how it, how you get better. Yeah. And um, it was really it was really difficult on my mom because she she also grew up with eating problems. And that was like the last thing she ever wanted for me and so it made her really upset yeah. really sad yeah yeah well I'm really happy for you that you are where you are today thank you and that you do have uh, I mean how is your relationship with food like you said it is better you would say you did say that you mm-hmm. were fully recovered um, and would you say that you try to encourage people to um, like eat and have a good relationship with their body I fully yeah. encourage yeah. everyone to eat. I love food now, and I'm so happy I can say I love food. Yeah. I know I know you know from the Idea yes. Center that, yes, I, I that I do love food, but I, I just want to take back everything that my disorder took away from me. Mm-hmm. I, I used to travel and not eat much at all, and, and now whenever I go away, I'll eat as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love having food, and I know I don't follow a diet anymore and I don't care if I eat one cookie or ten and even though people make comments I'm strong enough to not care as much not care yeah and it makes me sad when I see other people not being able to do that but I think it takes a lot of courage and strength and you have to learn a lot to get to that point yeah and you've gone through that whole that whole process like being on 
the two kind of extremes of that mindset mm-hmm. so you know you know what it can do to somebody yeah big time so uh what are some not really symptoms is that's not the best word for it but what are some ways that somebody might be able to recognize uh disordered eating in themselves or maybe their friend or a family member skipping breakfast is a really big one mm-hmm. i don't think a lot of people think about it yeah but that's a that's a third of the meals of your day yeah you know and if you skip breakfast at, and your breakfast is at 8 and your lunch is at 12 that's four hours, and most people don't eat snacks during school days or anything, mm-hmm. and you're just not feeling fueling your body at all, and yeah. you just get used to that routine, and some people don't even think about it, but uh, I have a little sister, and she used to skip breakfast, and I, I very, very quickly like taught her to always eat breakfast. You always have to make sure, because once you yeah. s- start not eating, you don't want to stop. Yeah, It just feels, it feels good in a way. Yeah, because, like, on social media, it's so good to be skinny or, uh, like, it's that body type is promoted yes. when no matter how unhealthy it can be for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's just sad that it's so idolized. It is very sad. Yeah. So um, I know that toxic diet culture is, like, a can be a big trigger for people mm-hmm. for, like, causing eating disorders or just disordered eating um how do you think we just as individuals can maybe um try to break that toxic diet culture maybe if we start thinking of the way that we're thinking uh maybe uh and making sure we're not encouraging disordered eating or Mm -hmm. bad eating habits uh, on other people because that's our normal do you think that might be a good step to kind of trying to break down that culture as a society yes I also think we should recognize that not every diet works for every person Mm -hmm. and every person weighs a different amount has a different height has a different amount of muscle and body fat and I I I truly believe that if you if you for some reason really want to go on a diet it should be personalized to you to your body weight to your height it should not be for anyone else, there should be no general diets, no general specific amounts of food you should eat. You should eat what's good for you, mm-hmm. not what's good for, quote-unquote, everyone else, like what will get you the skinniest. I think you should focus on what's good for you and your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so listeners, it might not be the best idea. Uh, like, you know, celebrity diets, mm-hmm. it's a popular thing. Yes, or things like time. keto diets, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um Definitely talk to your doctor before you start any of that, especially yeah. if you're really young or you don't know much about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, even just a family member, let somebody know, hey, I'm starting this diet because maybe if you don't recognize that this diet might not be the best for you, um, especially if it's really restrictive in calories, um, maybe they'll be able to step in. Mm-hmm. And just for listeners as well, if you do see somebody suffering Uh, with what you think might be disorder eating like you said abby you might see them skipping breakfast or they might really want to have a dessert like a cookie or a donut but they're restricting themselves that's a big thing yeah 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 don't be afraid to step in and say hey um it's okay to eat that that's good for you that's gonna you need food 
because I feel like a l- nowadays a lot of people um, are scared to offend other people, yep. and that's okay, but just really it's good f- to step in, um, especially in situations like that, just to mm-hmm. try and prevent people from suffering so much from a mindset like that. So in closing, I'd like to ask you, what would you say to someone who might be suffering from an eating disorder right now? I would say that it's okay. Don't don't feel ashamed. Okay. It's not something you should feel ashamed of. Everyone everyone goes through struggles in life. Everyone has their own issues and in the society we live in, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like you can't blame anyone. Yeah. Because it's so difficult not to fall into society's trap of being the perfect woman or the perfect man, having the perfect body, being the perfect person. It's so easy and that's terrible. The best thing to do is remind yourself that you are beautiful and get a support person. Make sure you're getting at least the vitamins you need. I know it sounds silly, but even getting those little tablet vitamins, that's the best thing you can do to get through it. You need to get those vitamins in your body or you will pass out, your hair will fall out, your nails will deteriorate. So will your skin, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I just want to thank you again, Abby, for being so brave to be able to talk about your experience with just disordered eating because a lot of people who are suffering with it just might not even realize that they might be or just are too scared to talk about it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's great to just get that conversation out there and started. about how kind of this way of eating and thinking isn't normal and it's Mm -hmm. not okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Thank you again, Abby. Mm -hmm. And thank you guys for listening today.